Hey everybody, welcome into the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. This is the practice report brought to you by Byers Auto. That's Tim May. He's Jeremy Birmingham. I'm Austin Ward for Letterman Row. Uh, Saturday, it's coming. The big one. Ohio State, Penn State at noon on Fox. Uh, as everyone has said seemingly every week, a big test is coming. Mm -hmm. Will it actually be? We'll see. Ohio State's favored by 19 in this one. Uh, and the, the dominant headline, as it has been uh, for the last couple weeks, Tim, is that Chase Young will be back in action. Walking around in here, he seemed to be in plenty good spirits. Uh, we, Berm and I chatted with him a little bit off the record as he was walking off the field. Big smile. Clearly, Ohio State is ready to have this guy back out there at defensive end. This is funny because I even commented to you about this. He looked bigger <laughs> than he did three weeks ago. Well, you don't often I get, don't under, I you don't get three weeks where you don't play games and you can work out. And like maybe but, I mean, he looked taller. You know, Maybe it's because his hair was in full flight there You know, with his helmet off when he was talking to the military guys that yeah. are here every Wednesday after practice. That's a nice little tradition they've got going now. But... Uh, I mean, he, yeah, he look, definitely looks in high spirits. Why wouldn't he be? Mm -hmm. uh, because the worst is behind him, probably. Number two, his teammates are very much looking forward to him being back in the fray. His coaches are looking very much forward to him being back in the fray. I'm not sure how much Penn State's looking forward to it, <laughs> if you look at the highlights. Because last year, as you remember, not only did he make that play at the end of the game after, after uh, Jay Sean Cornell blows that guy out. Notice how I protected myself from my podcast. There you go. You know, I've been giving for our loyal Jay Sean Cornell all kinds of credit forever about that. And all of a sudden I say Haskell Garrett, go figure, but I'm 65. But he made play after play in that game. Yeah, he did. And uh, so definitely. On a couple Penn, bad ankles. Yeah. Penn State, uh, that was definitely bad news for Penn State when it was the, determined this was a two-game suspension and not a three. The legend grew in the last few weeks of Chase Young. And, yes. Uh, what you see is a guy that's happy to be playing, and don't say the worst are behind him probably. Uh, the worst is behind him for sure when it comes to the NCAA and the dumb rules violation and that kind of stuff. <laughs> but uh, for Penn State, I, I, I don't think the worst is behind them. I think that what Chase Young did to them in Happy Valley a year ago was one of the best games I've seen a defensive lineman play at Ohio State in my life of watching them. Ever. And. Uh, if you think about the fact that he did that on two bad ankles and uh, the, on a defense that was pretty bad behind him, I think that if Penn State is looking ahead, they're going to have to have something pretty special uh, planned to stop him. And isn't it amazing? I mean, really, his greatest game so far this year was in the showdown game, yeah. first showdown game with Wisconsin. When he, there were times when he owned Wisconsin. Pardon the expression. Uh, don't you agree? I mean, this is a guy that gets up for the big games. He's, he knew that the big game, that the spotlight was going to be there. He had an opportunity to change the game. And everyone talked at that point. Wisconsin is the offense that will test you. Jonathan Taylor is a Heisman candidate. That's The stakes are high. You know, Chase Young, you have to go out and do it. Because you look at all these other games, it's pretty obvious that he's only going to play a half or that he's going to continue to rotate throughout the first and second quarter. Yes. These games – you know, as much as Larry Johnson wants to play all of his defensive ends, in this game you play Chase Young until you can't play him anymore. The same thing is true for Michigan. And you look at this, I hate to, you know, it's a rules violation, we get that. But you give him three weeks off in the middle of the season to get healthy, to go work out. As you said, he looks bigger. Yeah. I mean, it's not like he put on a bunch of weight. I think he's more gone. his presence. Yeah. It was like an omnipresence. I, I, get what you're, I get what you're saying, but, like, you don't opt, often get, like, Saturdays during the season where you can go get in the gym and make sure that your body's feeling right. And I'm not suggesting that's what he did, yeah. but he could have. And you get him now fully rested and ready, and what you're talking about with what he does to the rest of the teams, Maryland, Jeff Halfley alluded to this yesterday, Berm, that they thought, okay, Chase Young's not out here. We can sneak a tight end and out, or we can we can try and get a running back out into a route earlier and not have to do a blitz pickup. Seven sacks later, yeah. that, that plan was gone. Yeah, I mean, Penn State, 
their whole game plan on Saturday is almost entirely contingent on whether or not K.J. Hamler plays in that game or not. He sat out all of their game against Indiana with what looked to be a head issue or a concussion. If he's not back, that puts the onus on Sean Clifford in a big, big way. And even if he is back, having Chase Young back negates so much of what Penn State wants to do with K.J. Hamler, which is find time for Sean Clifford to sit in the pocket and let Hamler get one-on-one with the safety. And if you have Chase Young coming off of the edge and, and in the pass rush game, it changes the whole thing. And uh, it's just, I'm fascinated to see what James Franklin does. Obviously, he, he's not going to reveal his cards this early in the week and say what Hamler's going to do or not. I would be shocked if he didn't play unless, his, unless he's walking around with his head ringing today, which I, you know, probably isn't. I think that, you know, that sets up a very interesting matchup to see how they try to use him and uh, and their running backs out of the backfield because that's what you're going to try to do with the Buckeyes this yeah, week. Yeah, and Hamler. I mean, Hamler, even when he's on the field and he's not getting the ball, he's a threat. I mean, you've got to deal with Hamler. He's a Rondale Moore kind of player that you've got to keep an eye on him. You have to know where he is all the time. You have to have a couple of guys dedicated to him. If, in fact, he is limited or can't play, that that really does change their offense. I mean, I think anybody can see that. And, uh, and plus, you know, even the end arounds, the Jets and stuff he's run, I mean, that – there's a lot of things that he does for them. Not that they're a one-trick pony, mm-hmm. but he is the probably the he's lead the be- pony. Yeah, he's the best trick. He's yeah. the best trick trick pony they've got. But Sean Clifford has showed a propensity in the last several weeks to be able to step up and make some plays with his feet. That'll be interesting. I mean, they didn't get the job done at Minnesota. That was a tough game for them. This is a pretty good offense, though. They're not. I wouldn't put them in a great category by any stretch, like Ohio State's is at this moment. Yep. But it'll be interesting to see what they do because Hamler clearly made a huge play last year against Ohio State yeah. just for the half. The next thing you know, in the second half, he got hurt and was not in the game anymore, and it kind of changed their whole offense. Yeah, we don't know what the Penn State injury report will look like on the practice report brought to you by Byers Auto, but we can obviously talk a little about what we saw from Ohio State as they try to get healthy. Really, they, they've missed you know three or four key guys for several weeks, in Jonathan Cooper's case, almost the entire season. And I've said this after a few different weeks, but you know, he was obviously smiling tonight. A few weeks ago, he was not when he was in here on a Wednesday. He was in pads. Both ankles were taped up pretty good. It looked like he must have got a lot of activity today. And, we, you know, it's gone kind of like this with him. Could he, could he miss the rest of the year? Could he be back next week? This is going to be the test. If he's going to play this year, he's going to play against Penn State. Austin Mack was also uh, wearing pads when he came off the field. Baron Browning was wearing pads. Uh, these guys look like they're trending towards playing. We're going to have to wait and see if that really does wind up happening on Saturday or even Friday when we get the availability report. But yeah. as Ryan Day said yesterday, Tim, they were extremely cautious with these guys. Damon Arnett, you know, traveled, went through warm-ups, didn't play. Every, everything was pushing towards this week, even if they were taking Rutgers seriously. Oh, of course. I mean, you know, they're not, it was, they're not stupid. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I was trying to think of another word other no, than stupid. That, that hits it on the nail. They're not cockeyed. Uh, but, yeah, yeah you, you got to – I mean, and, and then on top of that, like you said, Chase Young coming back. Uh, Damon Arnett, you know, is going to play if he can play. Mm-hmm. Um, there are things you can do with a hand, you know, that uh, to, to get you through the day, so to speak. But uh, but the bottom line is, yeah, I mean, Jonathan Cooper, that'd be that would be uh, cherry on top of the uh, of the Sunday, so to speak, if they can get him back and just play maybe half his reps or something like that. But the the great thing for Ohio State that we've talked about a bunch on this show. Uh, even Frenchie has talked about oui, it, oui. is all of these guys, I mean, Javante Jean-Baptiste, uh-huh. uh, Tyler Friday, uh, all those guys who've gotten reps, who've gotten quality time, playing time. Yeah. Zach Harrison, Tyreek yeah. Smith. I mean, yeah, Zach Harrison, exactly. That has just paid off for them huge. And, you know, now now it's time for the big boys. And Baron Browning, Burn, you've talked about him a lot all year. If He's probably going to keep dealing with pain. That's the same thing for Cooper and Mack. 
these injuries probably are going to linger throughout the rest of the season. Right. It's going to be a pain management issue, and it's going to be can you make it and what can you get through. And you don't have to push it for Rutgers. Baron Browning tried against Maryland and came out quickly. Yeah. If you get him back, what does that mean for Ohio State? The great equalizer in the last two years of Ohio State-Penn State games, and the, knowing that Ohio State was the more talented team but was pushed to the brink in both games was because Trace McSorley did things with the football in his hands and running the football that made the Ohio State defense very uncomfortable. Okay, Last year he had, what, 585 <laughs> yards rushing or something stupid? Count, yeah, uh, maybe. Estimated. Uh, yeah, I, that's not an official number. But none on fourth and five. But None on fourth and five, but... If you have Baron Browning, Zippo. if you have Baron Browning and he is capable of running and being lateral, he changes that altogether in a way that Tough Borland cannot, and that's why he's so important this week. Because Clifford has shown a propensity to run; uh, he did a great job with his feet against Indiana, especially in the game-winning drive for Penn State last week. And he's not Trace McSorley as far as the athletic side goes, but he is not. Uh, afraid to run. He's tough. He likes to, to get physical, and especially uh, on those uh, third and, and medium sort of uh, running downs where JT Barrett would always be successful for Ohio State. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where he's really important. Plus, when it comes to trying to defend Pat Fryermuth, who's maybe the best tight end in the country, you need a linebacker who's athletic enough to match up with him. And maybe that's Pete Werner. Maybe that's Kayvon Pope, who we've seen start to emerge. Yeah. Uh, the, the Buckeyes, again, have, have been able to use these off weeks against Maryland and Rutgers in a way that has been very productive to, to the growth of this roster. It's, it's almost like they had three extra weeks of bowl preparation uh, heading into these final three You know who I enjoyed games. watching last week in that game was Taraja Mitchell? Because he, He's a thumper. You know, he's been, banged, he's a he's been banged up this year too, but you know, yeah, they were playing Rutgers, but he was in there, you know, uh, he got You're still hitting a human yeah. body. He got the Josh Proctor award. He's been uh, waiting. He's been waiting a, a year to hit week. somebody, and you yeah. could see it. And you saw it. I mean, that's what's coming. You know, the freight train is coming. You're, and you're exactly right. I mean, Sean Clifford has to figure out a way to sort of channel Trace McSorley right. in this game because that gives them their best shot. And even then. You know, as we found out the last two years, that hadn't been good enough. Yeah, there's yeah. no Saquon Barkley in the backfield for Penn State right now. There's right. no Miles Sanders right. back there. They don't even know who they're back. Yeah. I mean, Journey no. Brown's played Journey the last Brown's couple played. of games. Journey Brown's played. Noah Kane. Kane's been hurt. Everybody's yeah. wondering what's what's up with Noah Kane because uh, it seems like James Franklin's intent on playing three or four guys. Right. And, you know, you don't know what the reason is for that. Noah's a true freshman who Ohio State fans, if you followed recruiting, right. he was very involved with the Buckeyes for a while. Right. And he's just stopped playing in the last few weeks. So you think he's hurt, but you just don't know. It's really weird that James Franklin wouldn't have a plan to do something. He's always so sharp and on the ball. Um, he's, man, you're not going to go there again, are you? <laughs> this week's of, Mike Loxley Award yeah, goes yeah, to. I was going to say, man, it never stops. Well, I mean, Mike Loxley and James Franklin have a lot in common. Here's the, here's the thing James Franklin has done for sure at Penn State, though. From a recruiting standpoint, very talented. Their roster is not on Ohio State's level, but their roster is pretty damn good. They have the it second be best in the Big Ten. Second best level, second best roster in the Big Ten. Maybe Michigan third now. It's, you know? it's, yep. a, it's close between those th those exactly. two. But what Franklin has been able to do, in, in which Jim Harbaugh and Michigan haven't, is find those freaky athletes. Uh, Michigan may have higher ranked classes. Makers. Yeah, you have game-changing guys like Micah Parsons and like uh, KJ Hammer, who's from Michigan, of course. Wolverines didn't offer him. Um, which you read into that all you want. But, Crazy when you think um, about it. For a team that is lacking in offensive playmakers, it seems a little peculiar. They, At least Ohio State oh, offered we, Rondale Moore from Louisville. We can talk about Jim Harbaugh's problems next week. But, but no, it's, <laughs> this is his point. I mean, the athletes aren't there. Uh, like Penn State has d difference makers. Jahan Dotson on the outside. Opposite Hamler is another really yes. good explosive wide receiver. And I, I think that, again, for me, when I'm talking about how you beat Ohio State's defense, you do it with a mobile quarterback and you do it with a tight end. 
and then you do it with the end of rounds and misdirection with speedy receivers like Wisconsin tried to do with uh, Aaron Crickshank, the, the guy from uh, Brooklyn. They have all the pieces in place to make that a challenge if all three of those pieces are working together. And I yeah. think that finding someone to stop Clifford from getting out of the pocket and letting him pick up key first downs with his legs is, a, is the game-changing element to me this week. Don't you think uh, Ryan Day and his staff and, and the wide receiver room, uh, don't you think they're eager to play this cool. game? I mean, if you watch the last couple They've of weeks. They've watched the film. They know. Yeah. Now, maybe one reason is because Penn State's stuff in the run, which they have been really good against the run. But my big line is if they're giving you the pass, why would you even run anyway? I mean, but uh, that to me is – going to be an intriguing barometer early in this game is if Ohio State and its receivers with Chris Olave, if Austin Mack plays, yep. uh, Benjamin Victor and these guys, if they get some a couple of three or four plays going and Justin Fields is on, because you know, I always look at quarterbacks uh, at the start of a game, are they accurate, are they on? And uh, uh, if they get that going, I, I think uh, Pitt State's going to have a problem. And my guess would be when I look at this game and, and just having watched them play Michigan State, Wisconsin, and Ryan Day over the years, He's still going to come out and run first. There's, you oh, don't, yeah. You're not going to waste J.K. Dobbins. So, but I think the opportunity that you're talking about is going to be right there on the play action because Ohio State is going to challenge Penn State to stop the run first, and then they're going to see a play action, and then you might have to see some different things and more variety. You know that. Ryan Day as well as anybody, probably better than me. I mean, and that's a compliment. Uh, <laughs> there is something there that I was like, I was asking Luke Farrell about it because he's the only kind of offensive lineman that came out today. Yeah. And. Uh, but there's an intent. Wisconsin was number one total defense, number one against the rush going into that game several weeks ago. What yeah. does Ohio State do? It Ran kept it knocking at that door like I, like I called the lead guy on the SWAT team yep. who knocks the door down until they finally knock the door down, and then they bust through. I mean, uh, Michigan State was the same way. You know, what do you mean we, what do you mean <laughs> we can't run against yeah. your defense? Don't you think there's a little bit of that in I him? think he's more competitive than you than – you then he gets credit for. Yeah. He, he's thought of, and Berm can weigh in on this obviously as well, as this you know, analytical guy and that he's a cutting-edge guru. But Especially deep down, the passing game. and the same thing is true. Like I, Somebody asked me about this about a month ago. and was like, well, Ryan seems to push the right buttons psychologically as well. He's a much, much more fiery competitor than people think. I remember watching him coming off the field last year at Penn State after that comeback, and yes. he referenced it yesterday. He was like, what the hell just happened? He's got that in him, and he doesn't. It just you don't see it in press conferences because he does know when to turn it on and off. But if right. you're going to challenge him, and that, you know, I think Tony Gerdman last week asked about the Don Brown comments, and you could kind of see the the shell come down he a said little what? bit, and he's like, yeah. okay, and then he filed it away right here. Right. So that's the same thing you're talking about. If you challenge Ryan Day, he's got it. something for you. Yeah, I saw it. You know, at uh, at, at, at the preseason that. Uh, in, in Chicago when he had like that took that 15th question about Urban you know yeah. and he's finally hey you know don't we want to talk about something else he didn't say that but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it was kind of his demeanor Urban's reputation is as like the most intense competitor of all time right so no matter what Ryan does unless he comes in here and just kicks people in the shins <laughs> no one's going to think that he's as competitive as Urban but right. it's just a different era and, and you look at a guy who really understands how to be two different types of coaches at once. And I've always said that great coaches have to be a little bipolar. And it's about knowing when to flip the switch to go into psycho crazy competitor mode and when to be into, uh, let's just hang out on the couch, uh, couch and talk about football mode. Yeah. Uh, and Ryan seems to have a very good handle on that. Uh, you know, uh, to me, I don't think that he's shown any sort of uh, fear 
in any moment yet that he's been put in. And I, I don't think that there's any fear heading into this weekend. But the two things that mark the, the biggest difference in this football team compared to a year ago at this moment is, number one, the defense has done a 180 compared to a year ago without, oh, without a doubt. A doubt. Yep. And number two, they reestablished the power run yep. game, both inside zone, outside zone, uh, the zone read option. Yep. That's the biggest difference. That's why this team is built is built to get to the college football playoff and possibly win it. All right, they're going to have to win on Saturday, most likely to get there. This has been the practice report brought to you by Byers Auto. Tim, kick us off with a prediction, then Berm, give us a score, and let's get out of here. Man, I've been thinking about this a lot, but I, you know, I, I'm thinking something like 45-21, Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought the line is is the 19 points or whatever it is seems big, but every time I think about the score, yeah. I'm coming back to 38-21, 40-20, 40-21, somewhere in that range. So well, you, I, need to pick, you need to decide so if you're going to cover I'm, or not. I'm going to say 42-20, to 20, which is a cover. Uh, and but I'm with you on that because I just I'm back and forth. But I'm with you on that because Penn State am I, is, is that, am I crazy? Penn State's <laughs> kind of struggled the last several weeks to put points on the board. I mean, yeah. you know, in a consistent way. I mean, I know last week's game, but I mean, I'm not sure about this Penn State offense right now, especially if Hamler can't yeah. play. They're, wow, they're I, not going to move the ball yeah. on the best defense in the country. They're just not. I want to see Justin Fields let loose in the running game for the first time all year, and I think that we will see that. You heard me asking that the other day. I well, mean, it's, it's, it has to happen at some point, yeah, right? I mean, this That's seems, why you have a player like this that. This seems like the right time because Penn State's front seven on defense is very good, very fast, capable of getting sideline to sideline in a way that Ohio State has not played this year. And so I think to really do what you're talking about and knock that door down, Justin Fields has to be the first guy through that door. And he is not reticent. He's like JT in this respect. you got to give it up to him. When he does, he will run between the tackles. He will put his head down and oh, he's go. Been, he's taking some and, shots this year. I mean, he's not just running to run, you know, yeah. run out of bounds and stuff. And uh, I'm, like I asked him the other day, you know, do you feel more like you'll have, you'll be more free to do what you want to do, meaning the coaches say, man, you got to win this it, game, man. whatever it takes. You know, he didn't really give his play his hand there, but. Uh, well, I thought, uh, I know you want to get out of here, but. Ooh, I, I, thought, I can't. Every thought, week you guys are I testing it. The reality <laughs> is, we thought that he was going to give a political answer, right? And it sounded like yeah. he did that. Yeah. And saying, oh, I'm always playing to win. But if you think about the hits he took at Wisconsin, against Wisconsin, against Michigan State, hell, even against. Uh, who is the one early in the season? Miami of Ohio. Ohio. Like drill. I mean, yeah. he's taking some shots. <laughs> that guy. Florida Atlantic. That guy has taken a beating when he's ran the football. Yeah. And he's shown that he's willing to do that. And he's probably going to have to take a couple of those hits on Saturday. Yeah, and I'm going to stop time. talking. This will be the biggest test, obviously, for Justin Fields. It's supposed to be a big test for Ohio State as a whole. We'll see. We've been saying that all year long. Maybe it's going to actually be true. That's Tim May. That's Jeremy Birmingham. I'm Austin Ward. This has been the practice report brought to you by Byers Auto. We'll have full coverage all weekend long from Ohio State, Penn State, 11 We'll see you there.